Welcome to Bollywood is for Lovers, part of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. I'm Erin Fraser. And I'm Matt Bose. In this episode, we're joined by our close friend, Dr. Juliet Franklin, to discuss a pair of films about women coming together through friendship and revenge. First up, Anushka Sharma helps a group of wronged women bring down a con man, played by Ranveer Singh, in Manish Sharma's sophomore hit, Ladies vs. Ricky Ball. Then Karina Kapoor Khan brings her girlfriends together for her wedding in Shashanka Ghosh's Viridi Wedding. Before we begin, we would like to respectfully acknowledge that we record this podcast on Treaty 6 territory, traditional lands of First Nations and Métis people. Matt! We made it through the introduction! Yes! And we are <laughs> back from our uh, series of vacations, one of which included going A to... A series Sh- of fortunate events. <laughs> <laughs> yes. One of which included uh, going to Chicago uh, for our dear friend, Juliet Franklin's uh, graduation. And Juliet is here... With us today, we brought her newly back doctored Juliet, welcome. Thanks. Congratulations. Got, Thank you. She got hooded. I'm, yes. I'm glad you two refer to me as doctor, as for the next six months I will be forcing everyone to call me doctor. So. You worked really hard for those two little If letters. I ever got a doctorate, I would be the biggest asshole in the entire world. <laughs> you don't even understand. My brother now, when he is like mad at me, will be like, you're a jerk. Sorry, Dr. Jerk. <laughs> uh, that's so good. That's good. Uh, to celebrate having you on the show again, uh, you've been a guest in the past. We had you on to talk about Dajra Mastani and Dewale uh, many, many moons ago. You're in the doubles that's the, club uh, now. the fateful episode where Matt fell over a chair. Broke a chair. I broke a chair. <laughs> With his body. Yeah. But to celebrate, Matt's picked up some beverages. Now, he was supposed to get margaritas in a can. The Funnest drink of all time. And clearly, like... They didn't have any. <sighs> Listen, But that's I'm, clearly what girls drink, Matt. Margaritas in a can. It would have been thematic. You're drinking Stiegel Rattler. It's pretty girly as well. Listen, as someone returning from a land that has Stiegel Rattler but does not have margaritas in a can... I don't know if I, I like girls' night so far. <laughs> I feel like I'm under the gun here. <laughs> yeah, why, why can't you get margaritas in a can in the U.S.? I don't know. I think, like, insert big beer name here. Hmm. And their lima Rita, cherry uh, Rita, etc., yeah. has really cornered the market, and people are not actually looking for tequila-based mm-hmm. Ritas in a can. Those Ritas are gross. Yeah, I know. Okay. I don't want them. Yeah. Well, if you ha- happen to be fortunate enough to be in a country where you can get margaritas in a can, uh, the El Jimador uh, margarita in a can is, is really quite nice. Yeah. I am aware I'm saying El Jimador wrong. Yeah. You we mean- know that it's El Jimador, but like, <laughs> it's a margarita in a can. How classy can it be? Exactly. After three of them, it's just one more, please. <laughs> more. Yeah. But I will say, this is a nice Steagall Rattler. It's a and fine per- spring day here. It is perfect for, for girls' night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Matt, you're a big fan of girls' night, aren't you? Oh, yeah. Huge fan of girls' night. Uh, we had a girls' night here once, and uh, mm-hmm. Matt didn't want to be totally a part of it, so he sat in the bedroom and read a book, but would just, you know, chirp in every once in a while with his thoughts on what we were discussing. He insisted yeah. that we kept keep the door open so that he was like... Removed from the gossip, but still a part of the gossip. Maybe yeah. Matt just loves gossip. I do. <laughs> a messy bitch who loves drama. You also really love uh, face masks yeah. and eye patches. Or what you're saying is uh, I fit right in on this Going to get night. your nails done. You love getting your nails done. Well, my feet. Yeah. I mean, he's not a savage. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You love pedicures. Yeah. He understands that a good exfoliation is necessary for mm-hmm. your feet to yeah. be happy. Copious months. But he always gets his nails painted. You always get your toenails painted. Yeah, everyone is learning all about me on this episode of the podcast. <laughs> and you love copious amounts of junk food, but who doesn't? Yeah, that's true. And tater tots. Ooh, tater tots. Tater tots. Who are does not like tots? 
Show me the man who doesn't love tots, and I'll show you a liar. <laughs> I was worried you were going to say something like, those who live in tots houses shouldn't throw stones. <laughs> I wish I lived in tots houses. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, but before we get into um, the pairing of films that we have... And we, explaining this pairing, because it was a little bit tricky to come up with. Yes, we will get to that. Uh, before we get to that, we have a couple of reviews that we promised to read out this episode. So, mm-hmm. please hand me the iTunes. Oh, we're just going to do a lot. All right. Well, you're probably going to have to cut out some dead air. Okay. Uh, we have one from the Canadian iTunes store... And one from the American iTunes store. And you think I would have been smart enough to uh, pull this up ahead of time, and I'm not. <laughs> this review uh, comes from the American iTunes store. It is five stars. Oh, That's so, the so nice. best amount of stars. So, so many nice. stars. Thanks, listener. It's from DTJ, uh, spelled D-T-E-A-J. So, like, D-T is in the thing you drink, J. Um, and they say... Great commentary on Bollywood by a couple of non-Desi Canadians, informed by a distinct film studies perspective. They are insightful, full of joy of the art form, and just plain fun. Oh, oh well, thank you very much. Yes, oh. thank you very much, DTJ. Aaron, since you love plain chips, does plain fun sound like super exciting to you? It That's does. the best kind of fun. <laughs> There's nothing wrong. It's not plain chips. Okay. It is unalloyed it's fun. Original sun chips. They're the best. <laughs> no, you need the cheese ones. No, no, I want Since they don't have cool ranch. On my, on my chips. No, I'm not into it. All no, right, our weird. second review is on the Canadian iTunes store. And this comes from Hey Vero. And she hey Vero. <laughs> and she says, I'm a white Canadian woman from Ottawa who just discovered Bollywood after a lifetime of reading books set in India. My gateway movie was Jab We Met. Great movie. Good pick. And I've been trying to engage all my friends and family in deep discussions about how we can love Irfan and Shah Rukh at the same time, but no one is indulging me. I found your podcast and I'm burning through your back catalog with deep, deep relief. Congratulations on a job well done and the amount of research you do. Please keep it up. Thank you so much for that, Vero. Um, if, if you're a fan of the show, like DTJ and Vero, please consider leaving us a star rating in iTunes review. Uh, we will read them out on air. Be cool like those people. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Matt, why are we discussing these movies? Yeah, Matt. Well. Why'd you make me watch these? We wanted to make you. (laughs) We wanted to talk about Vera D. Wedding because it's Mm -hmm. pretty hot shit right now. Mm -hmm. Making lots of money. Making lots of people mad. My mom wanted to see this movie, and when she found out that we went to see it on Sunday without her, she was like, but why didn't I get an invite? Oh. We would have gone with Mary. Yeah. She didn't know. She was working. Oh. It's fine. I'll watch it with Do her. Do you think she would have liked it? I think so. Oh. oh. My mom has a secretly crass sense of humor. Oh. All right. Okay. But yeah, this movie is making headlines. Um, people, everyone has an opinion about it. Mm-hmm. We thought that we could probably chime in a little bit about what we thought. And it was hotly anticipated. I remember when they announced the production of this film and then they were delaying production because Karina Kapoor Khan was pregnant and there's just been a, like, it's been very buzzy for mm. a while now. And I will say, I mean, good for them for delaying production for Karina Kapoor Khan because she should not have to choose between, you know, her family and having a career, which well, is she's, like, so often women are forced to. She's got to be the biggest star in the movie, right? Yeah. Yeah. She's bigger than Sona Kapoor. Yeah. And she's very much the lead. Yeah. Yeah. But we we wanted to talk about kind of 
not girl gang, but kind of like girl outing movies or like girl power, girl power, yeah. girl buddies, you mm-hmm. know. And it turns out there really aren't that many. The lady bros are hard to come by in the Indian yeah. movies. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, there are films like Parched or Angry Indian Goddesses, but they're a bit more of a... More art house. Either more art house, they have more of a serious tone, so we kind of wanted to save them um, for a a later date. Uh, I wish we could have talked about Aisha, uh, an older Sonam Kapoor film. Uh, that I know we've mentioned on the show before that we'd love to see, which is the... We just can't find it legally. Can't find it, yeah. Uh, it might be on Hotstar, mm-hmm. which is now available in Canada, but the Hotstar catalog is different than what it is in India, but I'm going to I'm going to look for it there. But kind of, you know, without a lot of options, we settled on Ladies versus Ricky Ball, which I actually think, having seen both of the films, they go really well together. Yeah, um, it... It was surprisingly tough to find a movie about a group of uh, girlfriends getting along. And also, we we thought about Queen, but it was really just like kind of two pairs of friends in that movie. Mm -hmm. And also, um, we've talked about Queen already. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and there's also kind of some of the... Some of the movies about about bros. Yeah, Um, Zindagi Namalegi Dabara. Right, which is what I suggested if you wanted to do uh, girls versus guys. Because I think the two have very similar... Friendship storylines, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. um, but you guys did point out that Zendagi is much less crass than yeah. this uh, this new one. Which, That's the yeah. other thing about this is that outside of Mastizad, I think, or stuff like that, mm-hmm. uh, Great Grand Masti, that kind of shitty movies. Let's or the, say. the film, yeah, the films by Love Ranjan that you have not seen because I find them so abhorrently misogynistic I don't want to talk about them on the show. Yeah. So, like, that angle is the closest we've seen. Mm-hmm. But it's interesting to see a movie that bridges those two uh, gaps. Mm-hmm. And that's Vera D. Wedding. Mm-hmm. But before we get to Vera D. Wedding, um, which I know everyone is most interested in, <laughs> uh, we're quickly going to discuss Ladies vs. Ricky Ball. Uh, it came out in 2011. It was the second film from Manish Sharma. He had previously directed uh, one of our favorites, Band Baja Bharat. Great intro film. Oh, so A good. Plus. So <laughs> much fun. Uh, and that was also Ranbir Singh's debut in kind of the chemistry with him and Anushka Sharma. Like, it's it's an all-time classic. And that is a movie that I will frequently put, put on uh, for, like, girls' movie nights, for, like, mm-hmm. chick flick nights. Mm-hmm. Really enjoy that one. Um, he's also responsible for... Uh, Shad Desi Romance, which I've spoken very highly of on the show before, and Fan with Shah Rukh Khan, which... Hmm, that's the outlier. Which is the the bottom of Aaron's Manish Sharma list, definitely. Yeah, you know, we, we talked about Fan before. It just doesn't work for me. It's a weird movie. It is. <laughs> uh, so the film stars Ranveer Singh as a con artist, mm-hmm. and it opens with kind of showing a succession of three of the cons that he pulls on three different women. Kind of in media res. I like that. Yeah. It doesn't it seem... You don't see him getting born and turning into a con artist over the time. No, you want, right off you want more like, of a T-Smart Con opening? No. <laughs> I do love a T-Smart Con, but uh, yeah. Mm. Uh, and the three women are Pariniti Chopra, who plays Dimple, Deepanita Sharma, who plays Reina, and Aditi Sharma, who plays Saira. 
And these three women... A lot of Sharmas in this movie. Yeah, a lot of Sharmas. These three women uh, kind of discover that they've all been conned by the same man and come together to take him down. Mm -hmm. And to take him down... They bring on Anushka Sharma, uh, who works at kind of like a like a home sense or like an IKEA, like yeah. Bed Bath and Beyond. A Bed yeah. Bath and Beyond, yeah. She's a, kind a of home goods sitch. And <laughs> hilariously, she sells uh, dimple, <laughs> some sort of <laughs> chopping device. And then they ask her later, "I'm like, what are you, you going to chop do things? Why we? <laughs> You're a spoiled Punjabi princess. Why would you be chopping anything?" Okay. You chop, mash, grate, or anything like yeah. that. Yeah, she's never been near a kitchen in her life. Yeah, yeah. only uh, to only to buy the Pringles. <laughs> get those. Out of oh yeah, she really likes Pringles. Yeah, uh, dare I say uh, she's been paid to like Pringles? Guys, she eats like ten Pringles in one bite. That's efficient. And it's not efficient. even in like, a, look how many Pringles I can fit in my mouth. It's just like a absent-minded chomp. Yeah, and I'm just like, who eats Pringles like that? It's like That's biting into a Kit Kat bar without breaking them apart. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, so so the three women hire Anishka Sharma, uh, who plays uh, Ishika, uh, to uh, go in and con Ranveer Singh out of the exact amount of money that he conned them out of. So Saira's looking for, uh, I believe it was 10 lakhs. Dimple's looking for 20, and Raina's looking for upwards of 60 lakhs. Mm-hmm. He really screwed over Raina. Yeah, she was buying a fancy Hussein painting for her company. Mm-hmm. They were opening a new building, and uh, he gave her a fake. Mm-hmm. And wouldn't you believe it, a wrinkle is kind of thrown in this whole plan dun, dun, when Ishika starts to, to fall for Ranveer Singh. I Ooh. would argue that Ranveer Singh falls for Ishika. Yeah, and I then think... she realizes, oh no, I'm also falling for you. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think he fell for her first. So does she stay with her allegiance to the ladies or does she follow her heart? It's a good yeah, question. The, Where do question. bros come on the list of bros before blank? Exactly. Uh, The film supposedly was inspired by Jeffrey Archer's Not a Penny More, Not a Penny Less. Uh, Matt as our wit guy. Um, I mean, I haven't read that book, but Jeffrey Archer is an interesting character himself. He was a British member of parliament who uh, went down in a finance scandal and then became a super best-selling author. Then committed perjury and went to jail in the early 2000s. And I think he's out now and I think he's writing again. But, uh, yeah, he's had a bit of a checkered existence himself. So is he, is he a bit of, like, a Lee Israel? Uh, Lee Israel. She wrote, um, Can You Ever Forgive Me? Or Will You Ever, oh, can you ever that. Forgive Me? Yeah. No, I, I think he got, like, he he was working on some rich guy projects and kind of lied to a grand jury about it. Oh, okay. But he, he does, like, kind of British legal thrillers, like like a John Grisham type. Mm. It, it's, a, it's the sort of thing your dad would read. Okay. Well, it does seem like after the fact people noticed a connection between uh, these two works, so yeah, it, it looks might not like, be intentional. It looks like his book is also about a con man who cons three people and then uh, they go after him. Okay. Uh, the film was a box office hit. Very, very successful. It was nominated for two film awards, winning Best Female Debut for Perinetti Chopra. And she was very much um, the element of the film that critics latched onto and and praised. Uh, and I, I I see it. She's really she makes a really good impression in She's this a fun really, character. Dimple is a great character. She's like a yeah. prototypical Punjabi princess. 
only child. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Daddy loves me, and so I get whatever I want. Yeah. I sneak out of the house dressed in one outfit, but I've got another <laughs> underneath, mm-hmm. and my friends know how to cover for me. It's pretty uh, It's pretty great. But then, also, she's got this great Pringles. Yeah, she's got a Pringles thing going on. I think she brings a lot of depth to the role. I will say... Well, she's the one who's actually in love with Ranveer Singh the whole time and hasn't yeah. really gotten over him, whereas the other two women... They never really loved him, like, the same yeah, way. Yeah, it was not really a emotional connection that they're yeah. stung by. More so, they're stung by the fact that this man has run off with money that doesn't necessarily yeah. even belong to them. With Raina, mm-hmm. or with Raina, it's her company's money, and her boss thinks that she's a cheater mm-hmm. and using this fake painting to get ahead somehow. And, <laughs> Great plan. <laughs> right? Um, and with... Uh, Syra, it's her father-in-law's money, mm-hmm. and uh, they just run a small cl- uh, cloth yeah, like warehouse sh- yeah. shop, something mm-hmm. like that. And so she feels fabric bad. Shop. Fabric shop, yeah. And she feels bad that this man has taken her father-in-law's hard-earned money. Yeah. Um, so with Dimple, it is really like, oh, daddy, I love him. Yeah, love she doesn't him. care about the money. She yeah. never thinks about money. No. No. And I like how... Throughout the film, she continues to call him Sunny. Yeah. Because yeah. Her fake, his fake name when he's with her is Sunny Singh, and she continues to call him Sunny and continues to, like, be upset that Ishika is in love with Sunny or yeah. Sunny is in love with Ishika. Yeah. She's a bit younger than the other ones. I so. think so. Yeah. But it is, I mean, it is a, it's a good performance, and I see how um, it really kind of signaled her debut. Because I, I think it's one of her best... Uh, seen a lot of say Mary it's her best that I've ever seen. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you still haven't seen Mary Fury Bindu. That's true. Yeah, which is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> pretty good. Um. So yeah, Matt, you're the one that wanted to to discuss this film. What's your What's your take? Yeah, Matt, explain it to us. Okay, I think this movie is super fun. Mm-hmm. I like the three female leads, and I think Ranveer Singh does a really good job of getting into these different characters and conning people. Everyone likes con artist movies, but when you can con a con, that's mm. the best. I think a big part of what makes it work is the relationship and the chemistry between these three women who are conning mm-hmm. him. Yeah. Um, just kind of, you know... You see the, a lot of great behind-the-scenes stuff that they do to yeah. make these cons work. Mm-hmm. And just how they come together. And they're three women from different backgrounds. So we've talked a lot about Dimple. Um, but Syrah is kind of... She's from Lucknow? She's from Lucknow, and she's reserved. She has lost her husband, so she's a widow, but mm-hmm. she gets along with her in-laws, who she still lives with, and she just seems very... Um, practical. Practical, yeah. And traditional? Traditional, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And then Reyna's a, a businesswoman, so the, the three tigress. of them... The tigress, Reyna the tigress. I mm-hmm. believe, yeah, that is what they call her. Yeah. The three of them have very different personalities, but when they kind of come together for this this common project, it kind of brings out just kind of a spark in all of them. Yeah. And I think they really, like, over the course of the film, you really see them coming together as friends. It looks like they're having a good time. Yeah. It would be fun to be a con It's artist. very clear, as almost as soon as they land in Goa, where they have mm-hmm. discovered that Ranbir is hiding and finding his next mark, mm-hmm. um, this kind of sisterly bond emerges between them, mm-hmm. where, you know... Raina gives Dimple a hard time about her snoring, and mm-hmm. um, Syra is like, well, I'll make tea, and I'll do this, and I'll do that. And, you know, uh, 
Dimple is like, well, we could have stayed at a five-star resort if you only told me, and my dad could have paid for it. And Reyna is just like, why didn't you tell your father? We could have done that. I like how Dimple calls the place they're living in, like, this rat trap, and it looks yeah, like a beautiful beach house. Yeah, it's a beautiful beach house. She's just a spoiled brat. Oh, right, and isn't she upset that, like, the servants can't know what they're up to, so they're not going to be around much? And yeah. she's just like, yeah. wait, I'm going to have to do something. I'm going to have to clean? Yeah. She really is, like, Pirini Uchopper really is the, uh, the comedic element to this film and she really carries it. I also like how she doesn't blow the whole thing too because yeah. it yes. would be really easy to make that character kind of the mm-hmm. fuck up. Mm-hmm. But she's actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. When they discover where he is after uh, running through a list of phone numbers that have the same Shah Khan quote mm-hmm. from a movie on it. Uh, using pretty high tech technology. Yeah, using some weird... Here to unknown yeah. technology. Uh, yeah. When they discover that he is in Goa, she it would have been really easy for her in that moment to blurt something out. Yeah. But you see her kind of like so taken aback she can't even say words, but she's like flailing and freaking out. <laughs> yeah. So I thought even that was a really good step because then they didn't make it be like, oh no, now he knows we're coming and it's all your fault and blah, blah, blah. Like they really kept the... The fact that these three women had this common agenda and common goal mm-hmm. and kept them all on the same level with each other for Do that. you think they keep in touch afterward? I hope so. I think they do because, I mean, what you see in the end, because in the end they decide to help out Ishika mm-hmm. and, and you kind of see them all together still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I mean, they're all from different backgrounds. so I don't And different know. parts of India. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm not going to say that they stay like, you know, the best of friends, but, you know... Hopefully yeah. casual Facebook friends. I think the filmmaking of this movie is average, but also just well done. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. There's, you know, compared to Vera D. Wedding, which we'll get into, which has very soap opera-ish, just mm-hmm. blocking and the camera doesn't move and it's kind of annoying. This is just nicely done. Uh, I do think that the song they use fairly often is a little bit overdone. It seems like they saw Kill Bill and used the... Uh, Animals cover of, uh, no, it's not a cover, but the animals version of uh, Please Don't Let Me Be Misunderstood. Oh, okay. Just that kind of melody in the background. Mm-hmm. They use that over and over again, which I do like that song. And they kind of do a disco version of it. Yeah. But, yeah. They do it as like a drop almost every time yeah. they see Ranveer yeah. running around as himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I and the uh, dance scenes, I think, were good. Yeah, they are really fun. The first one um, is when Runbeer Singh is as Sunny Singh, and it's kind of on a date night with him and Paraniti Chopra. And it's a lot of fun. It's got a lot of energy, though he is wearing a lot of layers. Like, so many layers. A yes. lot of layers. He's wearing a t shirt, a tank top, and then some kind of zip up sleeveless. It's, it's a lot. Yeah. And a headband. I feel like he must be hot. And these crazy ass pants with like this. Danger stripe down the side. Mm, it's just wild. There's a lot going on. I don't think it's as bad as uh, Rithik in uh, um, Kabakushi Kabigam because that's what I was thinking. No, turtlenecks all the time. I was yeah. thinking Amitabh Bachchan in Kabakushi Kabigam where he's wearing like a turtleneck and then a giant vest and standing and then a in front of a wool jacket yeah. in front of a fire and standing yeah. in front yeah. of a fire. And I'm just like, that looks hot. Yeah. I mean, there are various levels of weird clothing in this movie. <laughs> I want to write it off as, like, 
an issue of the time, but it came out in 2011. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't even there's point a, to it. <laughs> there's a point where they are like, after this yacht party, go to a rave on the beach, and Ranbir mm-hmm. is wearing an all linen outfit. It looks sort of like he's wearing a condom, actually. <laughs> and it's like, <laughs> it's the, weird. It's the biggest. <laughs> Open collar, floppy collar situation I've ever seen in my life. The deepest V. It's not even a V. It's like a cowl neck that someone stretched and stretched until his pecs could breathe. Or it's like a full body hood. I think that top would look good on Karina Kapoor Khan. Yes. But not on Pearson. No, it's a weird it's, choice. It's a weird It's outfit. like the opposite of a she still. Wears to the uh, to the rave is also weird. It's yeah. kind of like this short, tight thing. That's like tie dyed with then like a ruffle. Yeah. It's on the poster too, and it's just like, that's the, the, it's a good top, but the bottom does not go. But that's a fun, another fun uh, kind of dance sequence is when they go. This crazy to the ass rave, rave with ballroom dancing and fire and all mm-hmm. kinds of stuff. Yeah. I actually really liked the um, theme as a dance sequence because mm-hmm. it runs you through a lot of the different cons that Renvier has run mm-hmm. through his life, which. Later in the movie, you learn he's done 31 cons on 31 women. Including a basketball theme con? <laughs> Including a basketball con. I don't really know how that one worked. Yeah. But uh, you see him in all these different kind of get-ups mm-hmm. and in different roles. In one, he's, like Matt said, a basketball player or something. In another, he's a waiter. In he's another, a he's a nurse. Yeah. It's a good showcase for Red Beer Sings <laughs> Yeah, it really gives you, like... A good insight into the fact that he's been doing this a while, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and he's done this to quite a few women. So he's cocky, he too. He knows what he's doing. He doesn't mm-hmm. think he's going to get caught. Right. Yeah. And I also really like the end title credits song sequence. First of all, I like that we get a song through the majority of the end title credits. Mm-hmm. Always appreciate that. But it's also like, it's, it's just kind of a nice way to end off the film, where... Everyone is kind of doing this choreographed music video dance. Yep. Uh, and wearing black, including some dancers that have like odd sleeves, sleeves, but no body. Yeah. <laughs> Just like it's like arm black warmers. mesh arm warmers. Yeah. yeah. But I like how all the ladies get to put on like these sexy, strappy black outfits and really kind of let loose. I mean, we should also point out that. Uh, Raina, the actor who plays Raina, is a supermodel. Who yes. should be in more movies except for the <laughs> remake of the Tamil movie Pizza. Oh my gosh, Matt, we have we gotta to watch, watch pizza. it. Gotta watch pizza. We'll, we'll, we'll keep that in the chamber for Halloween. Can we order pizza when we watch pizza? Uh, Obviously. I don't know. The, the movie revolves around the fact that uh, a ghost keeps eating pizzas. <laughs> People die in a house. So I don't oh know if God. I want to have a pizza around. <laughs> oh my God. I do think Manish Sharma is... Like, he's an interesting director. I think his work has a lot of playfulness. I think it has a lot of energy. And I find that, like... I mean, I don't think Ladies vs. Ricky Ball is his most um, successful effort. I'd probably say Ben Bajra Bharat and Shana Desi Romance. Mm-hmm. But I think that, like, he has a good eye behind the camera. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, the stuff kind of keeps moving. The story keeps moving. But also, I just feel like the shots are energetic and fun and playful and there's always just kind of um, colorful and exciting things filling up the screen like you know run piercing driving around on a um, jet ski yeah you know and it's just when kind he's, of when he's in his beach king persona oh the beach king ah uh, yes the beach king persona. I mean I also like that um, within all of that bright and colorful you do also get those kind of quiet moments mm-hmm. that are very tender Mm-hmm. So, like, when they're on the beach for the rave, the moment when uh, Renvier 
kind of realizes that he's falling for Anushka, it gets kind of quiet. Mm-hmm. You like, mm-hmm. you see it zooms in on just them. You get just those moments mm-hmm. with them instead of like this big colorful thing going on behind them. Yeah. Um, and he's done that in other movies too. Like I've seen other movies that he's that I of his that I have mm-hmm. seen. He is very good at capturing those kinds of moments. Yeah, I think he he works really well with actors and really kind of understands how to develop to develop the relationships between them. Although I will say, because um, we haven't even talked as much about the A storyline here, which is Ishika and uh, Ricky Bell, Anushka Sharma, and Ranveer Singh. Uh, here, I don't think they have as much chemistry they don't as they do in Van Bachelorette. The yeah. yeah, and I think maybe because the film is wrapped up in these cons within cons, uh, while their relationship does eventually develop, mm-hmm. I don't think you're as excited to see them get together as you are kind of in other movies. Yeah, it's almost like a twist for the sake of a twist. Yeah. That they fall for each other. Like, I just don't feel like... I don't feel like Ron Singh deserves love. <laughs> I mean, uh, if this had been in the race universe, we could have seen, like, they were in on it with each other the whole time. I will point out. Yes. That's Saifali Khan's character in Race. His name is Ranveer Singh. Yeah. So this could be an early, early, well, this could be the middle adventure between Race and Race. Too. Like, maybe this is a prequel to Race. Possibly. Or I mean, the race universe is all encompassing, so. <laughs> I haven't seen these movies yet. So we gotta watch the first two before we I know, go see the Race 3. Comes out Third one's coming out. Yeah. It looks wild. Yeah. Yeah. If. If that movie ends with uh, Salman pulling off a mask and he was Saifali Khan the whole time, five stars. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We're, why stop we're going five? back to the race. <laughs> right. Yeah, Matt, why stop at five? If you're into wrestling, there's this guy, Dave Meltzer, that uh-huh. claims that he ranks everything out of five stars, but two years ago gave a match six stars. So, like... The book's out the window. Six stars, point. race three. There you go. Maybe. <laughs> That's what you're if predicting. If one specific thing happens, and also if Anil uh, Kapoor eats, like, a giant jackfruit or something. I want to see him eat, like, four watermelons. A pomelo, a jackfruit. A durian. Yeah. yeah. A durian. Yeah. <laughs> new fruits. Interesting new fruits. <laughs> Breaks a coconut in half casually as he's walking and talking. Yeah. I'd like to see them get more increasingly exotic. Yeah, six mm-hmm. new assistants, too, all named after different kinds of fruit. Yeah. <laughs> okay, back to Ladies versus Ricky Bell. I think ultimately we all think this is like a fun romp. Like, yeah. yeah it's not a movie that you're going to think about much afterwards, but it's fun. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't have like a deeper secret meaning that you're no. going like, to hold on to and think about for years to come, but. Mm-hmm. It's fun, and it shows you fun places. You get yeah. to go to Goa, mm-hmm. which, you know, the two of you are secretly obsessed with. Not, not so even a secret. obsessed no. with. Yeah. Hey, you'd like to go to Goa, too. I mean, it's, like, next door to where my parents are from, so Perfect. I'd probably just go hang out where my parents are from. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, but, yeah, I mean, aside from the fact that it's just kind of, like, light and airy and fun, mm-hmm. I think it's, it's really sweet the way these women come together yeah um and i think it's sweet that in the end like love wins Mm -hmm. yeah and that's why we wanted to highlight this film like even though there's a dude's name in the title it's actually really kind of about sisterhood Mm -hmm. you know like i think it's much more invested in kind of uh these women and their relationships than it is in him that's why it's not called ricky ball versus ladies 
Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. All right. Well, I think we're going to leave it there and uh, head to Interval. Uh, I picked the song, so I'm going to introduce it. We're going to be playing a song sample of Laj Sharam. From Beer D Wedding. And I think I liked this song the most because it's the song they play while the ladies are shopping. Ladies be shopping. Shopping, shopping, shopping. <laughs> Now a word from our sponsor. The Rotary Club of Edmonton West, on behalf of its entire district, invites you to dream, connect, and inspire at the District 5370 Conference in October. A number of stellar speakers, both local and international, are sharing their stories at this conference. Among them is Stephanie Woolard, a social entrepreneur from Australia who founded Seven Women. Her non-for-profit provides training and employment for women with disabilities in Nepal, helping more than 5,000 find meaningful work. The conference is open to the general public. It will also attract Rotarians from all over Western Canada and the world, which means you'll be in a room with some of the kindest and most community-minded people around. So come to the Shaw Conference Center in Edmonton from October 18th to 20th. Learn more at conference5370-2018.ca. That's conference5370-2018.ca. There's a video there that will tell you more. We'll link to the site in the show notes. Bollywood is for Lovers is a proud member of the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB. This month, we're asking our listeners to fill out a survey. It only takes six minutes and would really help us and the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, learn more about our listeners so we can better serve you as a network. Additionally, we've had a number of new shows join the network, like Mess Hall Podcast, a weekly podcast where Avery Cochran talks to comedians about food. You can find out more about the Alberta Podcast Network, powered by ATB, and the member podcasts at albertapodcastnetwork.com. So that was La Sharam from VRD Wedding. Which uh, came out this year, and we saw it two days ago. Mm-hmm. In yeah. like a relatively full theater for a Sunday matinee. Yeah. Sunday at three? There was probably 40 people there, I'd say. Yeah, and then when we left, there was a big line waiting for the next show. Yeah, mm-hmm. lots of ladies, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Because ladies, news alert, like to go to the movies. What? Ladies be watching. <laughs> Episode title? be doing. <laughs> Episode title? We like to go to the movies. We like yeah. to see ourselves represented on screen. It's a shocking but true I know. revelation. And it's one of the highest grossing Hindi films of 2018. Can you imagine that? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If half the population likes being shown pictures of themselves on in movies, maybe they'll go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, so it's directed by Shank Ghosh and stars Karina Kapoor Khan as Kalindi, uh, Sonam Kapoor as Avni, Sora Buskar as Sakshi, and Shika Talsania as Mira. And some white guy as John. John. <laughs> John's John. She loves John's John. <laughs> yeah. Um, and this movie is causing lots of controversy, but also making lots of money. And that's what you want to do. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. a sweet spot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So a brief um, rundown of the plot for the one person who hasn't seen this, because it's doing really well. Uh, so Karina Kapoor Khan plays Kalindi, who is... Not the leader of a group of friends, but kind of the one they center around, like kind of like the, 
the one that they all have in common, I'd say. The she's, other ones are kind of broken off. Like, I, I don't see them all hanging out otherwise. She's the Cher Horowitz. Yeah, she's the lead of the film, but it's also kind of her life event that brings them together. Yeah, so she's getting married, and she calls all her, her besties, her Vera, back across the globe to her place mm-hmm. in And we Delhi. should explain the title. Vera de Wedding means friend's wedding, and Vera means bros. It yeah. means, like, brothers, like... Yeah. Like dude friends. Cool dude friends. Yeah, yeah, and that's what they call themselves. And I like that they've co-opted that word. And I liked in the beginning when her mom tries to say virus and she's like, no, mom, it's veer, like bros. Come yeah. on. <laughs> yeah. Helping all of the English speakers mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. in the audience. Right. There is a there is an opening sequence for the first ten minutes or so with like uh, teenage girl versions yeah. of them yeah. who have just uh, finished high school. Yep. And I was glad to see that it wasn't like the adult versions wearing like schoolgirl clothes because <laughs> I was half expecting that to happen. <laughs> it wouldn't be uncommon. But the movie does think that you'll believe that Karina Kapoor Khan is 28, maybe 27. Listen, the magic of television and movies <laughs> yeah. is that no one has a real age. I know. I do believe like- that Sona Kapoor is 28, even though I know she's older than us. Yeah. But... Yeah, that, that's the first thing it asks you to believe is it's 10 years after high school, but sure. Also, I mean, have you seen her skin? She's flawless. Fantastic skin. This is not an attack on Bebo. I'm just saying that she is <laughs> a woman of a certain age, and that age is not 28. Fair. Unless unless she was held back in high school for a while. For like 10 years. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, but anyway, uh, so Kalindi, you actually don't really know that much about her, oddly enough. Her, she and her fiancé meet in Australia, where she kind of runs away after her mother dies. Mm-hmm. And her father and her uncle kind of have a fight over the family house, so she doesn't want to be around for that. And her uncle is gay. And, yeah. Like, in a domestic partnership with another man. But not totally out. No, not totally out. You know. Which is something that uh, her father, Kalu's father, uses as a dig at him. Mm-hmm. He says, I never hide who I am. Mm-hmm. Not really understanding that it's not the same thing. Like, no, no. And there's a great line about, you know, how her in-laws should only meet one fruitcake at a time. Yes. <laughs> but yeah. I do like how, like, it's it's a good relationship. And mm-hmm. it, they're not flaming. They're not stereotypical. They're not the butt of jokes or His comedy. partner is a little uh, mincing, I'd say. Yeah, there are some like, scenes where he's like, ooh. But that feels like a realistic gay man, not like a gay man who's being put there in there just for comedy. Yeah, he's not he's not a side character in a Simon Khan film. For yeah, instance. exactly. They're yeah. not there just for comedy. And that, like... I thought they, that, were, they were my favorite part of the movie, honestly. Well, they have they like, the most job. loving relationship mm-hmm. out of any couple yeah. that you kind of see. That mm-hmm. they have the most understanding and... Mm-hmm. And you and John. But they haven't had sex in a year. That's true. Mm-hmm. Where Spoiler is, alert. Sorry. Where is... Uh, Cookie Chachu, and what did we ever discover what his partner's name is? Oh, I'm sure you know. They might have said it. I don't remember. But but the two of them have like this beautiful relationship. They live in the same house. Yeah, they're extremely fashionable. The partner like dotes on him at Kalu's uh, ring ceremony, and like Mm -hmm. makes sure that his outfit is right, and does all these like very sweet, very small things that you like you would see it between a loving couple. Yeah, and I appreciate that couple being in there because I think. You know, this movie's supposed to be for everyone. The hashtag for the film, which is on the poster, is I'm not a chick flick. Because I think chick flick implies that, you know, it's a movie for chicks. It's a movie for 
ladies of a certain age, you know, like they're all going to get their periods and cry and eat ice cream. And that's really beaches, not what's happening. Yeah. yeah. And but here's the question that there aren't really that many Bollywood chick flicks is the thing. Well, I mean, there are a lot of rom-coms. There's rom-coms, but I don't, those are different. I yeah. think those are kind of more like aimed at everybody. Like the stereotypical Hollywood chick flick, there really aren't that many. Mm-hmm. There's no steel magnolias. There's no, no. fried green tomatoes. Fried green tomatoes. Yeah, nothing like that. Yeah. The closest is like Queen, but it's more almost an indie film in the way it's done. Mm-hmm. Right. And it's not so much that she has like this group of friends that she's been with for a while. It's kind of like this is her first. Queen is more like this is her first venture out into the world. And mm-hmm. so she makes friends along the way. Yeah, that's true. But I like how. It's just weird that they're hashtagging against something that really there aren't a lot of. Mm -hmm. But I think this movie is also aimed at a more global Mm -hmm. audience than just the Indian subcontinent. And and it's aimed at a pretty mature audience. And so again, I like that they, you know, I think part of having um, this, this queer couple in the film is about saying, about emphasizing like movies for everyone. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, this is, this is a movie about a group of women and women want to see themselves represented on screen, but it also has a gay couple. It also has, like, a couple of really kind of fully realized dudes. An interracial relationship. It's got that. An interracial relationship. Like, it has, like, so much stuff going on that just kind of makes it feel like real life, even though it feels very artificial. And also, it's worth pointing out, everyone in this film has a huge amount of everyone is, Yeah, everyone is extremely rich. Stinking rich. Yeah. yeah, which... You know, at one point when they're making fun of some of the potential suitors for uh, Sonic Kapoor's character, and they're kind of digging at them this for guy's a driver. being below the poverty yeah. line, that didn't go over well, but I think they we're are supposed really to take Swara Baskar's character as being kind of bitchy, though. Mm-hmm. But anyway. All right, honey, um, go back to the plot. Yeah, so Sonic Kapoor plays Avni. She was the high-flying academic one who ended up becoming a lawyer. Mm -hmm. She does uh, divorce cases. Mm -hmm. And uh, she is unlucky in love. Trying out lots of uh, blind dates and stuff. Can't get anywhere with it. And And her mom will not let up about it. Yeah. And she was the one who, as a teenager, uh, had a boyfriend who she thought she was going to be with forever. Yeah. She loved him. This is a subplot that is introduced and then dropped. And then brought (laughs) back. Well, you know, they run into each other and then... Um, one of the other girls assumes that, oh, that's why you went on a date with this guy. You just met your ex. And then this never really comes up. It's not as bad as the subplot of uh, Avni's housekeeper who gets beat up by her husband being brought up and then completely dropped. Yeah, Avni says, I thought I was going to have to become a doctor and fix your face all the time. Anyway, see you later. (laughs) I'm going to get you divorced. It's like the cancer subplot in uh, the room. Oh. That just gets brought up in that one scene and then yeah. never spoken of again. I wonder if maybe there was more about this, but they cut it because it's a really weird thing to have in the movie. Otherwise. Oh, yeah. Well, especially when the movie doesn't, like, it's it's light and it's fun and it's breezy. Just a little bit of domestic really violence. Con- anyway. Exactly. It doesn't really confront issues like With the only violence. poor person in the movie, by the way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've said it a few times now. This movie is a lot more... What's the right word for Inconsistent? it? Inconsistent? No, uh, crass or, mm-hmm. you know. Surface level. Uh, real, real, I'm air quoting real yeah. big right now, um, in that they talk about, like, the women smoke and the women drink and the women yeah. do things that, like, proper women aren't supposed to do. So I wonder if maybe there was more to that storyline that got cut by the censor board 
It could be too much of a buzzkill. And or like there was more of it in the original story, and then when they mm-hmm. cut it all together, it didn't really make sense, and then it got cut out. Yeah. Well, I will say, spoiler alert: despite all the reasons why I like this movie, I think the editing and pacing is way off. Oh, it's weird. Yeah, yeah it's weird. Uh, so anyway, uh, Swara Baskar plays Sakshi, who is probably the richest of all of them. Mm-hmm. Yep, maybe. and the crudest. Rishab's family's pretty rich, but. She is. But they're a, from West Delhi. They're new money. Yeah, she's a party girl who her family spent thirty crores or something on yeah, her on her destination on her, wedding. Her destination wedding, which lasted six months, and to she's a man kind of, she had only known for a few months before that. Yeah, and she's kind of a laughing stock. All the aunties in town make fun of her, that mm-hmm. kind of thing. Yeah, um, but and she has the most over the top wardrobe. Yeah, she's obviously everyone's favorite character in the movie because she gets all the best lines. Yep. Yeah. Um, and she gets the kind of the biggest scene stealing scene. Yeah, scene mm-hmm. stealing scene. You know. Yeah, I we probably shouldn't get into that because that's I think that's a big spoiler. But yeah. the reason why her marriage fell apart <laughs> is, to my sensibility, kind of stupid. Yeah, but I could see it being a big deal in other cultures. It feels like, and and not necessarily in how it plays out narratively. But how it's going to play out in kind of like the public consciousness of like, oh my God, did you see that scene mm-hmm. in Verity Wedding? It feels like um, the pooping in the street scene in Bridesmaids. Oh, just done for the shock of it. Yeah. yeah. Or what's the, what's the biggest scene in Girls Trip? They all feel kind of too over the top. Uh, the peeing on the zipline, I think. I was probably. thinking the peeing yeah. on the zipline. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that all being said, it's not scatological. No. It has nothing to do with bathroom. But it's, it is... Um, I don't know. It, it's definitely the one that yeah, there's lots of memes on Twitter of like, oh, all these men getting mad at this movie, but everyone's checking out this scene because it's the sort of thing exactly. that men would be interested in finding out mm-hmm. about. I mean, he uses the information that he then discovers to blackmail her. Yeah. And uh, as we discover later in the movie, he's trying to blackmail her for some absurd amount of money, like 15 crore, which yeah. is like half of what their wedding costs. They had only been married for a few months. Yeah. yeah. And um, as she says in the movie, she and him kind of discover that they don't actually like each other yeah. after a few months of marriage. And it does actually resolve pretty well. She's just kind of embarrassed. She is. She thinks that it's... Well, aunties are gossiping about her. Well, yeah, but she But they weren't even close to be, that, though. <laughs> they, they she no thinks idea. that it's going to turn out much worse than it actually does. Yeah. yeah. And she also feels bad about the impact that it's had on her parents. Yes. Yeah. I think that's where a lot of Who, people Who, in almost every scene, are either looking at the video of her wedding or... Telling us some stuff on the calculator. Yeah. So you know that they're very focused on the money. wedding and money. Mm-hmm. But they have a really nice house. All so. right. What's Mira, what's Mira up to, Matt? We also have uh, Shika Talsania as Mira. She uh, is living in the States, which you could tell because it keeps <laughs> cutting back to her bedroom where you could see American flags out of both windows and a picture of the Brooklyn Bridge. So, <laughs> yep, she's in the States. She married a white guy. Named John. Named John. And she has a son named Kabir. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, she, in the teenage version, was very concerned that her traditional father would marry to her to some hillbilly with a big beard. So she must have just ran away. And she hasn't spoken to him since. So yeah. That's her... Re- he disowned resolution. her, essentially. Yeah. yeah, her resolution will be, how do we deal with this? Mm-hmm. Um, she's a little bit bigger than the other girls, and this is remarked upon definitely in the media and also on Twitter. People have been mm-hmm. taking shots at this, but I mean, it's, it's not really a plot upon point. in the movie. Not, not hugely, though. Uh, in the scene where they're getting ready for the dance that will happen at the ring ceremony, yeah. the yeah. choreographer says, like, 
oh, Chunky, I didn't think you would yeah. have any skills. And instead of kind of like coming back at him and being like, shut up, you don't know what you're talking about. She's just like, oh, thank you, kind and generous choreographer yeah. for your blessing. Like, yeah. And there's a scene where she kind of like doesn't want to come out in a change room in a bathing suit. Mm-hmm. And it looks fun. Yeah. There's I mean, also a scene at the beginning where she's like very clearly wearing shapewear and like you can kind of see the like disappointment she has in the way that she looks mm-hmm. because she's about to go to a friend's wedding. Um, and I mean, she talks about it a few times where she's like, it was so rude of her to get married so quickly because it didn't even give me a chance to try and lose some weight. So yeah. even though it's not remarked upon, it's still snuck in there quite a few times. Yeah. But I don't feel like with the exception of the comment that that choreographer makes, which I really don't think was necessary, it feels like it's a part of her character mm-hmm. and also feels like. You know, it's a part of kind of the experiences that she's been through that are different from her friends having a baby. Yeah. yeah. The part where she mentions the baby was like this big and he got stuck. And <laughs> that's that, great. That's pretty funny. And the other girls are like, yeah. Stop that's telling great. us. I also really like uh, that she's the lush in the group because uh, I am frequently the lush in the yes. group. Yes. <laughs> best, best joke in the entire movie is when her son is imitating her doing something. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's hilarious. That's the funniest joke. I also really like when she goes like, tonight we drink. Drink and they all tonight we drink like dogs, like dogs. And they all crawl to giant punch bowls and yeah. try and drink them as fast as possible. Yeah, That's great. I'd That's also good. like to let the listeners know that Erin is only second. Like, if she's number one, then I'm a close second in our group <laughs> of friends. We proudly say we're still drinking at a college level. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That's why I'm so glad you're back in town. <laughs> so I won't be the only drunk girl in the corner. Yeah. Um, <sighs> but anyway. So, uh, Kalindi is marrying Rishab, whose family is very oh, nouveau riche. talking about the plot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the family lot. is very nouveau riche and has extremely elaborate and gaudy things that they want to do at this wedding. They're from West Delhi, guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but uh, this, uh, the wedding, we don't really want to say because this movie is still pretty brand new, but it doesn't go quite as planned, mm-hmm. and the Aviras uh, have to figure out how to... Get it back on track while also fixing something in each of their lives. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, it is a movie, so of course things don't go as planned. Otherwise, right. like, I mean, no one ever made the movie of like the perfect wedding. That uh, I'm sorry. Perfectly. Yeah. I would say the film Patterson is <laughs> the depiction of a bunch of stuff that went basically fine, and it's a wonderful movie. No, no. Something terrible happens in Patterson. Well, yeah. Life. <laughs> I guess in the last 10 minutes, something bad happens, but yeah. yeah I don't think that. Uh, it would be spoiling anything in the movie to say that Rashab's mother, who always wanted a daughter, yeah. takes over the planning of the mm-hmm. wedding. Because yeah. as soon as you discover that this is her only son and she wished she had a daughter, it's mm-hmm. pretty understood that that's what's going to be happening. And Terrible they want, fairy princess dress. Oh. They want a certain size of wedding and a certain glamour of wedding. And they don't really care about what... Kalindi and Rishab want at Didn't Kalindi and Rishab only want 200 people? And then yes. <laughs> dad's like, buddy, you high? And I yeah. like how she thinks 200 is small. She's yeah. at, she, her fa- The father flat out asks him, have you been smoking weed? Yeah. <laughs> and then, you know, talks about how society demands that they have mm-hmm. all of these people whose weddings they've been to because it's only fair and blah, blah, blah. And yeah. it's not at all what... Um, the fiancés want for their mm-hmm. wedding. No. Yeah. There's a lot that I really, really like about this film. I think a lot of the issues that the women are dealing with are really relatable to mm-hmm. women's lives, like dealing with your mother-in-law, what it's like, what your sex life is like after you get married, 
you know, rushing into romance and having that go badly, relationships with your parents, um, not being able to find the right guy to settle down with and having your mom nag you. Like, I feel like all of this stuff is stuff, you know, that women deal with. These are, these are issues, everyday issues that, that women live with that we don't see represented in movies enough. Mm-hmm. And I think the chemistry between these women is wonderful. I think they really, really feel like friends. I have mm-hmm. a feeling that making this movie, you know, was so much fun. All that being said, it just has this frustrating feeling of kind of being cobbled together and just the look of it um it's 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 framed kind of directly on a lot of times and there's a lot of reaction shots mm-hmm. that make it feel a bit soap opery and it does feel like some scenes were edited together kind of after the fact so to me watching all of that stuff felt like a poor attempt by the cinematographer to Disguise how pregnant or post-pregnant could be. Karina Kapoor Khan was. Right. Yeah. You know, in movies, other movies and TV, we have a lot of things like in Sex and the City when uh, Carrie Bradshaw's character or Carrie Bradshaw is pregnant in real life, but not on the show. They have her carrying lots Sarah of Sarah Jessica Parker. Sarah Jessica Parker. They have her carrying lots of weird boxes, and you yeah. don't really see a lot of full body shots and things like that. And instead of using those kinds of tactics, they chose a lot of this like. Um, like ch- uh, clavicle up shots that yeah. are very strange to be seen. They're only looking on straight at specific, us. They're yeah, talking to us. Instead of looking at kind of a larger picture that you would expect to see in a yeah. film. It does feel very TV. Mm-hmm. Like the, the, the way it's shot and the way it's kind of edited it does feel very TV. But I noticed that like those shots aren't just with Karina Kapoor Khan. Right. Like I, I do kind of notice it across the board. There could have been scheduling issues and they would have to because Bollywood films are not shot like sequentially people are in and out on different projects yeah, all the time right. so. and it's not shot one project at a time yeah only yeah. Amir Khan does that <laughs> but like you could get Son Kapoor for a couple days so we'll shoot her yeah. talking this half of a conversation and get Swarovaskar in later yeah it, it does look like the editing room put the movie together yeah and and but despite that like I still I really really like this movie maybe partly because it is so radical and I do mm-hmm. really want to root for um, these women who are at the center of it, who I think all give great performances, though I kind of think Sonam Kapoor is the weakest, personally. Mm, I think that's more of her character than maybe. a weak actress point, but I can understand what you mean. Maybe. Maybe it's just I didn't connect with her character as much as I connect with the other three. That's that's a valid point. Um, and Sonam Kapoor produced this film with her sister, Rhea Kapoor, uh, and they had, like, a hell of a time getting funding for it. It was really, really difficult. I think you can really see Rhea Kapoor's touch in the styling, which is, like, one of the things that makes this movie so fun. And I think, you know, aside from the fact that it's about four friends, also one of the reasons why it's drawing a lot of comparisons to Sex and the City. Uh, because, like, the fashion is just so fun here. Oh, and I love how... So good. Each character has a clearly defined style. Mm-hmm. So... Karina Khan just looks absolutely radiant in everything she wears, and she dresses very modern and very minimalist. Yes, and Lots like of jeans and plain button-ups, and just these like amazing, yeah, these amazing button-up shirts that just kind of drape off her shoulders perfectly. 
And she just looks like a statue yep. in them. It's incredible. And then Sona Kapoor has like this kind of chic business lady. Yeah, very buttoned up, very chic, very like, these are my basics and this is what I wear. Yeah. But then when she uh, has to let loose and party, has like this insane, like oh. sparkly bra top. The, the, the lingo that she wears has <laughs> the most insane bra top and it's beautiful and hysterical because. At a later point, she tries to put it on while under the covers. <laughs> she and, gets it on. Uh, she does it fine. perfectly. Yeah. I don't know how she did it. It's yeah. magic. No but you know. I guess we should mention no that there are two guys in this movie who Sonam Kapoor dates. Mm-hmm. And that's uh, Vishwas Kinney as Bandari and Ishwak Singh as Nirmal. Nirmal. Who is a very funny name. The cat from uh, uh, You're Garfield. You're sleeping with a guy named Nirmu. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, like, these are two guys that she meets online. Well, Bandari is just kind of around Rishab's wedding. I'm not even sure how they... He's just around. So, Bandari is one of Rishab's cousins. Yeah. yeah. He's just around. Uh, and... He's great. He's I love great. Bandari. Yeah. He's a shopkeeper, which is why Avni thinks that he's below her. But yeah. the man drives a Lamborghini. Yeah, and his fashion looks great. <laughs> yeah, so maybe he's a shopkeeper of a Lamborghini dealership. Yeah, he's obviously very well off. Normal like is... Bandari. like Bandari. like a lot. Normal's the one who seems cool at first, but is then revealed to be he's traditionalist. Cool. Yeah, yeah. So. Normal sucks, and uh, she actually... Avni points this out to her mom, who says, like, oh, you made a fool of yourself. You didn't pick this man that you met through, like, this website that we all thought was great. She's like, yeah, but his CV didn't say that he was an asshole. Mm-hmm. So, you know, as good as he looked on paper, um, he really wasn't very nice to her. He yeah. was like, she went yeah. to kiss him, and he thought that she was, like, a loose woman and yeah. some other nonsense. But he, and then she points out that his best friend is his mom, and he probably calls her <laughs> more than he calls any other human. And, yeah. You know, says, like, she is a well-educated, well-to-do woman, and she doesn't need to put up with that. She should be with someone who meets those same things for her. Whereas Bandari, he likes her for who she is. Yes. He likes... That she, you know, smokes, but is also really intelligent and put mm-hmm. together. And he, like, he's into her, kind of her, quote-unquote, wild side and doesn't, like, think any less of her because of it. He also yeah. is not looking to immediately get married either. No. I okay. do like when Sora Vasquez says, uh, when Avi's hemming and hawing about Bendari, uh, she says, what, you need a PhD to sleep with you now? <laughs> <laughs> That's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but I do want to, like, quickly round up what I was saying about the fashion. Swara Basker has the most loud outfits. She wears a lot of l- ruffles and a lot of leopard print crop tops. She looks fantastic in all Klein of them. Kind of bra top things. Oh, yes. I think I would like to dress like Karina Kapoor Khan in this film, but I know I dress a lot more like Swara Basker. <laughs> Where, like, everything is a statement piece. Yes. Oh, so much fun. And then Amira has kind of a more comfortable look. She wears kind of a lot of, like, what look like pieces of fabric that are just draped over top of her that then tie up at the waist. Yeah, it's very, like, young hip mom. Yeah. Um, where she's, like... Leggings. Leggings, stretchy things, things that she can, like, get her small child stains out of very mm-hmm. quickly, things that she can change pretty easily. But she's but still, she's still gets, super cute. And she still gets some great outfits when they, like, get dressed up and go Ooh, out of the town. Yes. And she gets to wear, like, lemme, like, shiny, mm-hmm. shiny things. Mm-hmm. We don't focus on fashion a lot on this, this show. Is, this is ladies' night. But, yeah, with this film, like, to me, it's it's such a draw. Like, it's, oh, it's a yeah. big part of why you want to go see this, because you want to see what the women are wearing. If you're going to watch a movie about four absurdly wealthy women, 
I want that wealth to also be displayed in the quality and styling of their clothing. Yeah. I don't want to watch four wealthy women run around in sweatpants. Yeah. And this film is going to, like, you know, kind of, I think, make its way to my pantheon of, like, great fashion movies like Clueless and the Craft. Mm. And that's that's high praise. That's very high praise if you know Aaron. That's so, very high praise. <laughs> with all the criticism leveled at this movie, do you think it actually lived up to... The expectations of how, you know, over the top it was going to be. Because I thought it was a little bit lacking in the raunchiness department. It's definitely among the more raunchy Hindi films I've ever seen. But I yeah. thought it was going to be, like, you know, Animal House level, you know? For Bollywood, I think this is really raunchy. And I think it's a really fun raunchy. I think that the raunch that you guys had kind of told me that people were worried about made me think that this movie was going to be more like... Um, Utad Punjab. Yeah. See, that's a movie And that's where... a movie that the criticisms were like, this is too real, this is too yeah. serious, yeah. blah, blah, blah. And so I was worried that it was going to be like, one of the women is being beat, and one of the women is like... One of the women is being beat, and okay. they don't really deal with that. But you know, one of the main characters is being beaten, and yeah. one of the main characters is being extorted, and mm-hmm. one of the main characters has a drug addiction. One of the main characters is being extorted. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, yes. that's not the same I know, I know, level... I know. I feel like the rage levels were probably about the same, even though this is far milder than that. Yeah. Yeah. That's a bit more of what you get with angry Indian goddesses. Yeah. yeah. Which is kind of like very much like the art house um, kind of raw, raw feminism version of this. Yeah. Um, I'm not trying to say that this film isn't feminist. It's just feminist in a very different way that I think... Not quite as militant. Yeah, exactly. I think that this movie does a really good job of showing what a modern Indian woman in India or not in India is dealing with. Mm -hmm. You're dealing with, do I want to get married? Do I not want to get married? 50% of marriages end in divorce. Do I really want to do this? Or you're dealing with, I got married to someone and now they seem like a different person and maybe I made a mistake. Or you're dealing with, I just had a child. Yeah. And now I don't know what to do. Like, I don't feel like right in my body and I don't feel sexy for my husband and I don't feel X, Y, and Z. Or, you know, I'm like Sonam Kapoor's character is trying to find a man to get her mom off her back. And then she gives this great speech at the end where she's talking about it doesn't matter if you go to school and have all the high grades Mm -hmm. and have all the high credits and have all the accolades and get an amazing job and do all these great things with your life. You're not complete until you have a man. And then you're not complete until you have a child. And then you're not complete until you have a horde of children. And that's not what she wants. Yeah. She wants to be able to stand on her own. And I would even just back it up and just say women. Mm-hmm. You know, not just Indian women. Because a lot of the issues that these women are dealing with are issues that I see me and my friends dealing with. Totally. You know, and we are not... I mean, obviously some of us are Indian, but we're not all Indian. No. And... I think I actually Aaron's do. Aaron's not speaking about herself in that instance. She's speaking about Juliet. Just <laughs> to make Indian. it clear. Yeah. Yeah. And just, just catching that one while I still can. I actually, I actually do, personally, I see more of myself and my relationships with my friends in this film than I do in some of those raunchier Hollywood comedies. Like, oh, yeah. I don't really relate to a lot of the stuff going on in Bridesmaids, mm-hmm. and certainly not in Girl's Trip, which I think is a lot of fun, but is just so over the top that I just like I can't imagine anyone's life being like that just based on like the amount of that they can drink and can like consume substance wise in an evening like it's just it's too it's too much so while I do think that this really is 
pushing boundaries in Bollywood and is relatively raunchy for Bollywood, I think it actually made, like keeps it at a really kind of even place. Oh, yeah. And so while I get people are saying, like, oh, it's not as raunchy and over the top as I was expecting it to be, I'm like, yeah, but I still think it's actually, like, really progressive and really fun. And I actually like that it's not full of, like, over-the-top bathroom humor. Well, I think that the marketing kind of implied that it was going to be. I think the marketing was also just really honest. Like, they didn't shy away from using the F word in the trailer. I think that they banked on the fact that for India, this is a big deal to Mm -hmm. show these women... Mm -hmm. Drinking, smoking, cursing. Talking about their sex lives. Talking about their mm-hmm. sex lives openly. Talking about Mira talking about her husband's penis. Like, all these things. Like, conversations that real women are having, mm-hmm. but are not shown in Hindi cinema mm-hmm. or Punjabi cinema. And it's it's a big deal for a major Bollywood movie to show that. Yes, in, like, the grand scheme of film, including the Western world... It might not be as groundbreaking or whatever, but it's doing such an important service to the people of India being like, your daughters and your wives and your sisters are not just sitting at home rolling chapati and making you dinner every night. They are real people with real Mm -hmm. lives who have these concerns and who deal with real issues. And if that real issue is, you know, my husband and I haven't had sex in a year, or if that real issue is I can't find a man who's worth a damn... Those are still real. Mm-hmm. But what about all the product placement, though? Oh, <laughs> Lord. They had to fund it somehow. Yeah, apparently. Listen, there's like a they whole They eat so many bit. chips. You're taking Uber home, by the way, right? Yes. Yeah. Oh, and yeah. are you going to eat some uh, masala munch? Yeah, and I'm going to pay for it with my HSBC credit card. That was the best one. When they go to the... They go to Thailand. <laughs> yeah. They go to a ladyboy bar. Yeah. And for some reason, this ladyboy bar takes credit cards. And for some reason, the credit card isn't getting ripped off. Yeah. Immediately, her identity is not stolen. Yeah. I'm not saying I know a lot about Thailand, but... Feel like that bar in particular, I maybe think, bring cash. I feel like the bar where the ping pong ball is shot yeah. out of the lady the boy's club. orifice yeah. is probably not going to take your credit card. And like yeah. that's, Just find an ATM. I want to be clear, you don't entirely see that shot, but like people talking about this not being raunchy enough, it has a shot like that in it. It has that in it. You don't see the source. You if No. If you didn't know what that was, you might just be in the dark. Yes. All right. You might just think they walked into a beer pong bar? Possibly. I I feel like that particular uh, skill is not... (laughs) It's not well advertised. Yeah, it's definitely something I've never heard about in a Hindi film, that's for sure. (laughs) And I will say that I far prefer this to um, the Love Ranjan stuff. I'm sorry, the films by uh, Love Ranjan, who I kind of mentioned at the top of the show. Because I just... He kind of does, like, male versions of this. Mm Mm-hmm. But the films that I've seen are all about how, like, women are terrible and, like, it, they're very much bros before hoes. Yeah. Which is, like, they're just it's old. It's super tired. misogynistic. And I just, you know, that's why we've never reviewed them on the show and I don't know if we will. And I mean, even when we were talking about um, Zendagi, mm-hmm. about how maybe that would have been a different kind of comparison to Verity Wedding, how... They don't really deal with the same kind of things in that movie that they deal with in no. this one. Yeah, it's not... For one thing, it's not as crass, but mm-hmm. 
yeah, they're not cursing, but they're still drinking. They're still, like, going on a trip. They're still doing all of these things. They and do the running of the bulls. They do the running of the bulls, and, like, their friendship gets closer. But it's, like, it's a completely different thing. And it's also, like, one out of a hundred bro, like, mm-hmm. bros love each other movies that are out there. Whereas this movie is really, like, special mm-hmm. in the fact that it's four women who have been these lifelong friends who are talking about these things and... I mean, I think you're right, Erin, that it's hitting, like, a very even keel on balancing the raunch with the mm-hmm. hardcore feminist stuff. Mm-hmm. I just wish the filmmaking was better. That's yeah. my issue, too. I just wish the filmmaking is better um, because everything is there. Yeah. Like, everything else is there. And it does pick up once the wedding is on because there's more interesting scenes. It's not just shot, reverse shot, shot, yeah. reverse shot. There's yeah. actually, like... More than three people in a room. Mm -hmm. It also brings the women together. Kind of um, another kind of similar film that's out in theaters right now, Book Club, um, which is also about a group of lifelong friends um, and women talking about their sex life. Older Uh, women. Older women. uh, And an amazing group of women. One of the issues with that film, as much as I enjoy it, um, it only ever brings the women together for like certain scenes Mm. and then the rest of it is kind of independent independent and so it doesn't really bring together the idea of like friendship and you kind of and and female bonding and the importance of that and you kind of have that issue um with this film kind of early on but then then once they all get together for the wedding that goes away once they're all in the same place it does go away i mean exactly oh we didn't talk about this yet in both ladies versus ricky ball and very do wedding fences are jumped for very different reasons Mm. but um, in Vera de Wedding, you know, they all kind of, like, go together and break into Kalu's old house, which is mm-hmm. chained up and kind of stuck in this... Um, State of decrepitude? S- well, and, like, stuck in this court battle between mm-hmm. her father yeah. and her uncle as to who should own it. Yeah. Which, side note, the product placement in this film totally worked for me because I want one of those scanners. Yeah. Look also, really cool. side note, I forgot to mention that her her dead mother is the narrator. Yeah. yeah. Continue. That's yeah. another thing we'll have to come back to. But yeah. um, they all, like, break into her old house, and there's a very sweet scene where they find her mm-hmm. mother's wedding linga and... You know, it hangs in her room the whole time that all this other shenanigans are going on. And it's the, nicer than the fairy one. It's it's so much nicer than it looks like the blue fairy from uh, Pinocchio. Oh yeah. yeah, the fairy dress. Yeah, yeah. it's terrible. It's I like the scene of her wearing it on the beach. <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. She says uh, her mother, you could be able to use it. Her mother right? <laughs> suggests she can wear it in Australia, and then it cuts to her carrying groceries. Which like no woman, sorry, no woman who's ever bought a dress for a wedding likes hearing you'll be able to wear it again. Right? It's I've lies. Seen, it's I've, lies. I've been in the room where you've heard that at least three times, <laughs> and I'm like. She's never worn any of those in her life. That's never Lies. happened before. Yeah. Uh, how about the songs? How about the songs, team? Songs okay. good? They were fun. I liked the uh, choreographed dance. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I pop- like Poppy Lulu, I think. I like the song. I like the bongera number at the end. I like where the they- song where they go to Thailand. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. I like a good, uh, a good montage of girls getting down. Yeah. I do like how... All of the women got way too drunk at the wedding to actually do the dance. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they, they just ruin it. They just destroy it. Yeah. I also that really like good. in the Bhangra number that happens at the very end that the white guy gets to get in there and do the Bhangra. Yes. Yeah. But also, John gets his moment. Yeah. Their outfits there were like on point. Oh, so, so good. good. I don't really like, I think it's Tirfan, the, uh, which was kind of the lead. The sexy end song. Yeah, yeah. which is kind of the lead um, song that they released. 
Uh, it's really heavily focused on Karina Kapoor Khan and Sonam Kapoor. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of leaves the other... Like, the other two women are in it. Um, yeah, but, like... Not as much. Um, the woman who plays Mira is... The bouncer? The bouncer at this club that, yeah. like, everyone else is going to. And then uh, the woman who plays Sakshi is... What does she even do in that music video? I don't know. Oh, I think she's like a driver. Yeah, she drives oh, a Bentley around. Yeah. No, no, she drives a Tata around after having oh, driven right. a Bentley the Matt whole pointed movie. that out, and he was like, dear God, she's been driving this expensive Bentley this whole time with very obvious, like, product placement of the Bentley symbol, yeah. and now she's driving a Tata? Yeah, yeah. real step down. No offense to Tata, but it's not a Bentley. No. I will say, though, that I do like all the shots where uh, Karina Kapoor Khan is lounging around with a bunch of men in her bed, and that men are being used as objects in the way that women are used as objects in, you know, yeah. everything else. It's just too bad that Sonic Kapoor is not that good at dancing. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think my favorite she song is... She was the thing, though. Her dancing in Coopstraw was pretty good. Yeah, which is the same, we should mention, is the same director. Yeah. Uh, I will say, though, I do I do kind of like the Laj Sharma song. Um, again, it's a, it's a shopping montage. But I also like the um, the uh, the use of kind of this uh, this woman singing about, like, uh, to, to a younger girl, like, not to dress too flashy and stuff. Um, that juxtaposed with, like, the more kind of um, upbeat... Uh, male singer who mm-hmm. kind of comes in. I think that's that song has a fun rhythm mm-hmm. and shopping. Can we rewind and talk about the fact that her dead mother is the narrator of this movie? Real quick, sure. That's the most rom com. Like that's the most uh, chick flicky thing in the movie. That is, and yeah. it's weirdly placed to me because yeah. you could have cut that from the movie and it would have been perfectly fine. Yeah, because they mentioned that she was good and she would have like taken care of all these problems. Mm-hmm. No problem. And you she mentions her- that she dies really quickly. Yeah, yeah. And she's just like, and I died. And we don't find out why. Or how, or yeah. anything. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's And it's her not new important. stepmother has an awful laugh. That's, yeah, that, that, that's, that's like, the joke with that's her. That's the yeah. only joke. Yeah. The other thing that didn't work for me was, um, there's a scene where she goes to meet her father and her stepmother, and her stepmother's like, oh, you should have stayed with us, blah, blah, blah. And there's like a weird cut scene to oh, see yeah. her father and her mother, her stepmother, like, boning on the couch. Yeah, Calendy has these kind of fancy sequences. I could have used more of those, but that was a weird one. But that was like, I felt like that one was out of place compared to the other fantasy sequences she has. I think they would have worked better had there been more, and also like, Mm -hmm. I don't remember any of the other women having a moment like that. Yeah, no. Yeah, so again, like, and that's part of how the the filmmaking is is frustrating in this film because it just like, again, it had so much going for it, and then there's just these things that just kind of don't seem to be adding to the overall like they heard just kind of jokes that dangle there that you thought maybe they were going to do more with but then they didn't they heard chick flick and so they threw in a bunch of tropes that don't actually add anything yeah yeah some family guy asides or just kind of ideas that were dropped but we're only getting like half of it Mm -hmm. yeah uh any anything else anyone has to add about the film itself because i i have a burning question okay what is no let's hear this burning question was Sonu Kukur's actual wedding to Anand Ahuja, part of the promotion for this film. Ooh, let me get deep into this because... And I do also want to point out that there's also a reference to Sarfina's wedding. Yes. Which uh, we believe is Saif Ali Khan and Karina Kapoor Khan, because who else could it be? It's the same choreographer. (laughs) Let me just say that, unrelated to this entire podcast, I'm a huge wrestling fan. Mm -hmm. And so, like, the world of kayfabe and the Mm -hmm. world of, like... 
uh, messing your real life up for the benefit of the product that you are making, yeah. <laughs> John Cena and Nikki Bella, <laughs> uh, is very familiar to me. So the thought that like maybe Sonam Kapoor, who you said like is the producer of this movie, mm-hmm. her and her sister. And her father. And her father. So, like, the fact that they're so closely tied to the production of the movie and maybe using her wedding as, like, a way to garner more attention for it, mm-hmm. and I then, think that makes a ton of sense. And there was so much social media about the wedding. Like, I could right. not believe how it yeah. felt like we were at the wedding. Like, we I was watching everyone's Snapchats and Insta stories, and it was just insane it because all crazy. these Bollywood celebrities Shark were getting, getting toasted on whiskey and singing and just, like, throwing the phone around to show you all the other, like, yeah. famous mucky mucks that are there with him. And, you know, they went full out. Like, they did this over a course of weeks. This yeah. is not like a one week, it was every five day events you would kind of sitch. It was like... All kinds of stuff. All kinds of things. And I appreciate that we were all invited. I had a great time at Sonam Kapoor's wedding. Yeah, it was beautiful. And it made you go see her movie. <laughs> but it was just... It was... It, I did think, man, this is happening very close to a release of a film that you're in that has wedding in the title. I mean, if it is, and like I said, I think it would be, it's pretty obvious that it is. I think it's smart marketing yeah. because a lot of other famous Bollywood couples, or even if there's only one partner that's in the Bollywood world, those weddings are very like closed off to media and closed mm-hmm. off to social media. And I know like, very little about Anushka Sharma's wedding to exactly. Barack Kohli. And so... I've seen pictures, but I certainly wasn't in it. Right. But there are, like, three pictures that you've yeah. seen. And it's the same three pictures over and over. It's not 17 hours of video footage that you can compose together from various celebrities' Instagrams and Snapchats. Well, she I was, think she my was favorite. promoting a horror movie, though. So if it was a movie tie-in, I feel bad for Barack Holy in that case. I think my favorite of all the, like... Um, Snapchats and Insta stories from this wedding was like a group of them uh, and I don't remember everyone who was in it and you can't like pull those up again um, but I'm pretty sure Ruinda Wan was there and um, Arjun Kapoor just like asking Ranveer Singh like where he was and if he was going to be there tomorrow and then the <laughs> next day suddenly Ranveer Singh is there and he's like hey guys <laughs> But it was like, yeah, it was like Ali Abbott and like Varun Dewan and just like a group of like the young stars, yeah. like, you know, like the in the selfie mode being like, what do you think? Get over here. <laughs> like the same Snapchat that we've sent to all of our friends who are, yeah. you know, a day out from whatever party we're at or, you know, decided to take the evening off and we're all going to Snapchat and be like, where are you? Bollywood subs. Bollywood slabs. They're just, just like us. Yeah. But I will say like hats off to Sonu Kapoor who like you know, had this movie, got married, then went immediately to cons to, like, walk the red carpet there, yeah. then came back for the movie to actually come out. Like, she is she's hardworking, and she's, you know, she's balancing, you know, that that, that work-life balance. I, I hope I hope she's balancing it well. And made a lot of money, so she's probably doing pretty well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Work-life balance is probably a lot easier once you're above the poverty line. Yeah. As they said. <laughs> you're yeah. not a driver. Yeah. Yeah. Or a shopkeeper. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, I, I'm i excited that this movie's doing really well. I really, really am. Mm-hmm. Sequel? Who's going to get married to the next one? Uh, well, probably, probably Avni. Mm. Yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. The Bandari. <laughs> yeah. I'm all the Lambos. I'm yeah. rooting for them. Yeah. All right. I think that brings us to the end of this episode. Yeah. Do you feel like you had good girl bonding moments? Yeah. Aren't you glad you girl bonded with us? Yeah. 
<laughs> thank you for coming to gal pal with us, Juliet. Oh, yes, I'm down for all forms of gal paling. Yeah. Or normal paling. Yeah. You're, 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 ta- you're tied for most uh, appearances on the show now. Who am I tied with? Devin. <gasps> Devin and Devin. <laughs> uh, Danny. Danny has two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You should really have me and Devin on the same episode. Oh, just, God. We'd go wild. It would never end. I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think Devin had the longest episode to cut it. Three hours long. It was not three hours. I've been on Devin's podcast before, and it's also very long. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Juliet, if people want to hear more of your uh, delightful insights, where can they find you on the interwebs? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at C-O-C-O-N-E-W-T, Coco Newt. Uh, mostly I tweet about wrestling mm-hmm. and bad uh, advertising that I see. Like, today I tweeted about a bad Chatelaine even bop recipe that involved microwave macaroni noodles. Yeah, that sounds terrible. It's a crime as up. far as I'm concerned. We also had Korean for dinner, um, which I think was like decent Korean. Oh, yeah, so then just hear about this terrible Korean. Um, yeah, so I'll be there. And uh, I'm also uh, looking for a job. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, yeah. hit me up. <laughs> Hire my friend, please. Any North American pharmacy jobs. <laughs> Uh, we'll be back in two weeks with a, another episode. Uh, we are going to be looking at uh, the films that Anish Sharma has produced. Yeah. Um, so we're going to be looking at Pari, Fulari, and NH10. Three really, really interesting movies. Um, so we're kind of carrying this kind of, you know, uh, women-centric yeah. Um, filmed women centric Bollywood over to our next episode and talking about another actress who is uh, producing her own work. Yeah. Uh, and H10, the only good uh, Hindi horror movie. Yeah. Well, I'm Phobia. Yeah. I really, I really liked NH10. NH10 yeah. was intense. Yeah. yeah. I, I, I agree with you guys, but I also think Phobia and Trapped is pretty good. Fair so, enough. Uh, in the meantime, Matt, how can people keep up with the show? Well, you can look us up on Facebook. Just type in Facebook. Uh, Bollywood is for Lovers. Uh, we're on uh, Tumblr at BollywoodIsForLovers.tumblr.com. You can check us out on Twitter at BollywoodPod. I'm there too at Matt underscore B-O-W-E-S. I'm at Ernie Fraser, E-R-N-E-F-R-A-S-E-R. Uh, episodes are available on all the podcatching devices, but uh, Apple Podcasts would be a great place to leave us a review. You get to be read out on the show. Yes, uh, and while you're over there, please download my other show that I do weekly with Paul Matwichuk called Trash or in the Movies. Uh, we just released an episode about something. <laughs> it's been so long. So we long. We did The Parent Trap. Yes, we just did The Parent Trap and Sisters, movies about uh, twin sisters who've been separated. Uh, I think it was a lot of fun, so go With check hilarious that out. results. <laughs> go check that out. Uh, you can find us on Audio Boom. Selected episodes are available on G Radio. And that about does it. Yeah, we'll uh, see you next time, ladies. Yeah, go see VRD Wedding and uh, go see Rozzy, which we forgot to mention. We finally saw when we were on vacation in Montreal. It was great. Yeah, cool. Also doing well. Bye. Bye.